0: Good in. Testing, hey. testing. Hey, man. Yeah. yeah. Good. I can hear you, man. Good, can man. Can you hear me? I'm test- yeah, I'm just testing my mic levels to see the, the good. To- How do they sound at your end? Yeah. Sound good. Cool, man. I've got a Rode NT. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> Fair enough, man. No worries.
1: <laughs> so... Who do we have here? What crawled in and what it, What am I looking at? I'm looking at Mike Auton, A-U-T-O-N. And this guy, if, if you're a marketer and you've decided, I wanna sell stuff, but I don't wanna do it. I want somebody else to do it. And this is a guy to call mm-hmm. because he can take on new clients. Here's the problem. Everybody wants me to do it. I can't do it. So here's the little secret that nobody knows. Mike knows what he's doing, but if he gets stuck, he's got my cell phone number, and he calls me, and he says, what do you think about this? I'm thinking about this, 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 this. So if you want me to do your stuff, that's not going to happen. But you can get Mike to do your stuff, and then... You might get me along. Now, here's the stupid part about everything that I do. I, I do it for free. So Mike is getting these, you know, in quote services for free. So let's find out what Mike is doing now, because every time I talk to him, it's something totally different. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, too, Mike, we might get interrupted by the CEO of his organization. Mike has a little daughter. (laughs) And how old is she? Five years old? Six. Six. So she's six years old. And Mike and I will be working on these million-dollar ideas. I mean, (laughs) where the thoughts are flowing, these million-dollar ideas of what to do with, you know, one of his clients or, you know, even his stuff and she'll pop in and Mike's British. So he's talking from like 7,000 miles away from me. (laughs) And his, he doesn't sound it so much, but his daughter really sounds British and she has the whole British thing down. And she'll pop into the Zoom and she'll say something like, so when I might be able to return my father to me, (laughs) and it's like, well, 15 minutes and she'll say, how about 10? And then yeah. it's like, no, 15. And she'll say 10. And then I'll say 16.
2: <laughs>
1: and then she gets it. Right? Yeah. She gets it. So we may be interrupted by the CEO of the organization. Was, always, the, kid,
2: the kids are out today.
1: Oh, they're out. Yeah. It's, you know, I always look forward to negotiating <laughs> yeah. with a six-year-old. Yeah. You man. know? So what is... Mike doing now and what what are some of the things that you've
0: done in the past? Oof. Well, it d- depends how far back you want to go. Right now, as as you know, um, my main focus for myself and for my clients is, is Facebook advertising and any copywriting uh, and kind of funnel building that's, that comes along with that. And um, working on a few interesting projects right now got one client with a startup i don't generally go for startups but i know the guys very well i've worked with them and for them before and believe very much that there's a market for their product so we we're rolling that out now we're um it's it's always strange time when you're launching a brand new product from brand new everything to test it out so that's where we're at with with that one product. And then we've got some clinics that we're working with in the UK. Um one of the few lead gen areas that um is actually thriving, you know, despite COVID. So it's um pretty, pretty good, pretty good area to to be in. Those those are the two big things that we're working on right now, the kind of like two two new things that are taking up a lot of a lot of time and energy right now. Yeah, I want to talk about that COVID thing because
1: some people are going to listen to this. And COVID's going to be long gone. And some people are going to listen to it and COVID's still going to be here. It's yeah. my, this is January 2nd. Now mm-hmm. I got this guy to come on as a favor on pretty much the first official day of the new year because we all know one, one, whatever year, everybody's yeah. in
2: bed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it doesn't right. count. So he was gracious enough to come on on get a load of this a Saturday. (laughs) So, you know, we're really thankful that Mike came on because Mike really knows what he's doing. He's in touch with a bunch of stuff that I'm in touch with when it comes to what makes people buy, what makes people not buy Mm -hmm. and what holds people back because we have to address all that stuff. So when you talk about COVID, Mm -hmm. I told everybody when this thing hit that you need to get into the marketplace. And the reason is, is we need some sense of normalcy. And when I started crunching the numbers, I'm a big stats guy. When I started crunching the numbers back in March, I said, "Uh uh-oh, this thing's going to be around for two years if everything works perfect." Yeah, And everything's worked perfectly so far, but we're seeing some hiccups in nations where they have the vaccine, which is going to grow old and be ineffective, and they can't get it to the people. And that's what happens in logistics. That happens Mm -hmm. all the time. I told the U.S. government, the people that I know in there, you need to get the military involved because Mm -hmm. the military, U.S. military can move Billions of tons of things, and they know what they're doing. Yep. And, you know, of course, as always, nobody listens to me. Mm -hmm. But I told everybody, get into the marketplace because we need some normalcy. The people need some normalcy. Also, yes, a lot of people are going to lose their jobs, but a lot of people are going to have jobs. It turned out that, you know, I say only, but only... 15% Fifteen percent of the population lost their job. that meant eighty five percent kept their jobs mm-hmm. so those people still need goods services oh yeah and a break from reality yeah a great time they're working for home mm-hmm. from home and if you have a if you're a self help guru yeah or if you've got some way to keep people sane, yeah. People will buy these products. And yeah. every
0: marketer that I talked to said, I'm folding up shop. It, it's like. Yeah, at the beginning, it was crazy. Like Facebook was like a desert. Nobody was advertising. You know, and it, it was, you could, when you turn the light switch on at Facebook, you could hear the echo
1: in yeah. the hallway. I mean. But it was it, a huge opportunity. It was, a, it was exactly. a great, great time to be advertising. Exactly. And that was my point. I knew. The, the human inclination is, well, got to
0: head back to the cave because it's mm-hmm. getting a little dangerous out here. A lot of people got scared, man. A lot of people got scared. And I think probably something that you would, you would uh, agree with is if everybody's going in one direction, it's probably smart to, to consider going in the exact opposite direction. Exactly.
1: I call myself a zagger. Yeah.
0: When everybody's Martin's digging. digging.
1: I'm yeah. zagging. Yeah. and that has created a ton of success for me yeah it's it's almost like i thrive on being weird yeah when everybody but
0: there's, there's there's a logic to it i think you know um i i just think if 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 everyone's going in that direction they're probably leaving like at least little little nuggets of gold along the way that they just haven't seen.
1: Exactly. And they, that's where you stop. And that's where also somebody like you is a really good asset because I tell people all the time and they look at me kind of funny when I tell them, especially new people into the marketplace, Mm -hmm. do not fall in love with your product.
0: True. Until you've discovered the marketplace is in love yeah. with it. Yeah, that's very true. That's a good, And it's really hard to do in practice.
1: Yes. So hiring an external CMO will give you that. Yeah, it CMO's gives you that, that
0: objectivity.
1: Yeah, and I tell Mike all the time that your job is to administer the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. And to keep people in line, in check. See, as a CMO, this is yeah. I'll give you a little insight as to the world of CMO. When you're a CMO, you have all sorts of personalities coming at you.
0: Oh God, and yeah.
1: your jaw, it's like corralling cats. Yeah, it, it's there's a like, lot of nervousness as well. Yeah, a lot of herding cats. Yeah. And if you've ever tried to herd cats, you're going to get scarred and dug. Mm -hmm. because the people have a certain video in their head of how it's going to go. Mm -hmm. But as CMO, you're the reality checker. You're the guy with the big Sharpie and writing
0: all over their chalkboard of great ideas and saying no yeah you you've got to, you've got to be the guy who's able to 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 agree when it's right and disagree when it's wrong to calm them down to take them off the edge of the cliff that they're about to jump off for no rational reason exactly. like there's there's a, there's a it's not just running ads if anything the ads part is like the least difficult right right that's because you know how to, to do that in yeah, any
1: any and every situation yeah. Yeah. you know CMOs like us, when things start to go bad, we don't go, oh, no, what do we do? Mm -hmm. We know exactly what to do. And then we say, wait, 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 wait. It's not bad enough yet. Wait, Mm -hmm. wait. And most people are wanting to fix it the second it looks bad. And then then I see a sign. I go, look at that. Look, 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 look. It's It's getting better. It's getting better. It's getting better. You just ride it out. Most of the time,
0: but people want everything
1: fixed
0: and they they want it to be the same, they like continuity, and that's not, especially not online, that's not how it works. No, that's not linear.
1: Yeah, so if you are in this game and you've said, you know, I'm not sure punching all the buttons and checking all the boxes is for me. And you might want to look into getting a CMO. And a CMO is going to take, you know, a piece of the action. A good CMO is going to take a piece of the action. I've taken 20% before Mm -hmm. of companies. Yeah. And people have paid it happily because they used somebody like me for a year or two. And then they went on and saw what I did thinking they could do it themselves. <laughs>
0: yeah. Mike's laughing. Yeah. Um, yeah it's <laughs> yeah. so, not as easy as it looks. It's like it's like somebody grabbing the ball off um, LeBron James or someone like that and going, "Well, wow, it looks right. easy enough. Now that you've got the ball, <laughs> what are you going to do with it?
1: You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, we've all had clients that, and you recently had a client. We're not going to name any names because uh-huh. It, it it it's just not what I do.
0: Yeah, it's not. It's the not that.
1: Uh, things are going good mm-hmm. for this guy. Things are mediocre. You took it over. They were going really good. Yeah, really good. And then all of a sudden he says, oh, "I think I'm going to do something else." It's yeah. like what? Yeah. And that's when COVID hit and I think that's when mm-hmm. everybody was freaking out that I better get out now because I'm going to lose my backside.
2: Yeah.
1: And you told me and I went, "What?" Well, well yeah. what? What? We just mm-hmm. you know, we collaborated and wrote this guy, you know, a million dollar copy mm-hmm. and picked the winning images one of uh, one of my secret sauces is I can pick winning images and don't even have to really test them. And we picked a bunch of winning images. We found out exactly what makes his people buy. Mm-hmm. And then he says, oh, I think I'll just go home. And it had nothing to do with lost sales.
0: No, it's, yeah, there was a lot going on. You know, you think about, COVID and the elections and things. There's a lot of, and and of course, then you've got Facebook costs fluctuating, uh, you know, the 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 effectiveness going up and down. So you add all these variables, and some people get spooked.
1: Yeah. So let's touch on that Facebook fluctuations. Mm-hmm. Okay. Facebook fluctuations have always been there. They're always it's going just, to be there. Advertising
0: fluctuation. It's yeah. just like marketing. This is how marketing works. Google used to be cheap as hell. I mean, I was I was there fairly yeah. early with Google AdWords when it was cheap as hell. But there are still I mean, I got it. I was doing that initially 13, 14 years, 14 years ago now. And um, you can still make a lot of money from Google AdWords. So all the people who got out in 2008, 2009, 2010, this is no longer viable. Well, here we are, you know, 10, 15 years later, it's still viable.
1: Right. And it's because they don't know their KPI. So a KPI is a key performance indicator and it can be anything you want. When I first heard the term KPI, I was confused because I was like, well, what does it refer to? And nobody ever said anything you want nobody mm-hmm. ever said that i figured it out it refers yeah. to anything you want and i refer to kpi most of the time as old fashioned roi roi so Relax. i know how much um profit i i know how much i can afford to spend to make the kind of profit, profit i want that's your kpi that yep. for beginners and for most people That's your Mm -hmm. KPI. It's your ROI. Okay. Do I want to spend a dollar and get back? Is my KPI limit? um, I spend a dollar and I get back 10, 10X Mm -hmm. business. Or is my KPI limit I put in a dollar and get back two? Mm -hmm. Most of the time, that should be your bottom limit because that is a viable business. You'll have Mm -hmm. to babysit it a lot. But yeah. you'll still be able to go on vacations. I know guys that are running a 0. 0.5. Yeah, or they're, less. they're doing it to kill the competition.
0: Yeah, it's another way. They're of doing taking
1: it. money away from the competition. They're not making yeah. very good profit. Their co- competitors are yeah. beating price them up out. on the price. Yeah. Which and is the, why we, we always advise never to
0: compete on price. Right. Compete on value, don't compete, compete on, on price. Value. Value. Do something that sets you apart. Yeah, and that's so easy that it's complicated. Yeah, the principle is really easy. Um, put it into practice. I find almost all of these things come down. the same reason my 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 successful client bailed. It, it, it's psychological. People yes. tell themselves a story. Yep. People set a limit. People create a reality in their mind and and don't seek any kind of outside validation or or what's the opposite of validation repudiation maybe and um, to see if s- somebody can just shoot that whole idea down. They have an idea. They have they tell themselves a story and that becomes solid in their minds and it's very hard to move somebody in that in that state. Yeah, I mean as a CMO your worst enemy
1: is mother brother sister cousin wife wife
0: yeah wife that's a big or, one there or husband well Be- yes yeah, spouse yeah. but in in, in my in, in my experience and this isn't you know misogynistic or anything like that uh, it's just i've the the majority of my clients to date for whatever reason have been male i would say you know 65 70% have been male and the issues that i've had in my own personal experience, I've been from, from the, the wife in this case, but it could easily be the other way around. I have had, you have, you're right, I have had a husband as well. So, yeah, it's, it's generally the voice that's closest to them that yes. isn't the person that you're dealing with. They're the ones who's going, but why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? Why haven't we seen this? Why haven't we got that? It's, it's the constant whys, and it, it, it can wear somebody down.
1: Yeah. So what happens is they listen to that voice more than the CMO. Yep. And they end up either throttling back or quitting. Quitting. And, and what, generally in,
2: experience,
1: in, yeah. uh, what infuriates yeah. me yeah. is I'm, I'm looking at the stats. And I'm yeah. going, and I'm telling people, get your bank account ready. Yeah, it's coming. And, and I'm, I'm telling people. Find as much money as you can, Mm -hmm. and we can do this progressively, which means, you know, David, I got $10,000 to my name. I'm going to pour five grand into it. Okay, and then we're going to take 90% of that profit and pump it right back into the ads. We're just going to do 90 and 90 and 90 and 90 until this thing hits 100 grand a month. Uh And then we're just going to reevaluate at a hundred grand. And then we're going to say, okay, what can we do now? And that's where I get a lot of people to go, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not going to go any further. This is fine. I'm making 1.2 million a year. This is fine with me. And I'm saying, and I'm saying, wait a minute. We're not talking about what do we do next? We're talking about what could we do next? If we had the right yeah. mindset, yeah. So, as a CMO, I mean,
0: clearly, the biggest part of the job is mindset control. Very much so. Very much so. It's it's. I, I find it's better as long as you're doing a good job of it. Better to over communicate than under communicate because right. you don't you don't want the stories to begin like exactly in their minds. Like you have to just constantly be reminding, this is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. This is the goal. Th- these, these issues are part of the journey um, and to be expected. So, yeah, it's constant communication.
1: Yeah. And, you know, everybody should know by now, I've got a brain injury from the military. I have no social filter. <laughs> and I will typically say something. Why are you going to be that stupid? Yeah. And, and now everybody hates me because I they think I called them stupid. No, I called their actions stupid. You're gonna pull out when take a look at the statistics, take a look at all these graphs that I've made for you. Everything says put everything, every penny you got, start looking under the seat of the car for yeah. pennies.
0: Yeah, well, because, if, if the money's coming in, if the profits are coming in, that's when you've got to go for it.
1: Well, even if they're not, even if even if we're, you, you see, with stats, you know this because I've shown.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I can, about four steps before it happens.
2: See what's I gonna happen.
1: I know what's going to happen. Yeah, that's a good point. So, when I show people this, they go, "Well, you know, I don't know if I believe the numbers." And I tell people this all the time. Numbers don't lie. People do. Yeah. I've laid the numbers out. I have not manipulated them. I've laid them out. Uh, when that one bar is three times longer than the bar next to it, time to go. You know, it's, it's here. The time is now. It's yep. not time to think about it. It mm-hmm. happens sooner than we thought sometimes. Sometimes it happened later than what we thought. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem because people tell me all the time. Well, they ask me all the time, so when can I expect? Yeah. And <laughs> and my answer is, well, law school is my first school. So what <laughs> you can expect me to do is not answer that question, but I'll answer that question with a statement that says when it's ready.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And this comes back to mindset and and the the stories they're telling themselves. Everyone, not everyone, but men, most most people, it seems in my experience, they seem to have this firm idea that there should be a, like a really linear timeline of this should happen, then this should yeah. happen, and this should happen, and this should happen. It doesn't work like that.
1: No, you're at the mercy of uh, the
0: platform, Facebook. Yeah, you're, you are at, at the mercy current of current events. You know, like yeah. I mean. Who who could have predicted COVID pre COVID? It was it was right. all a possibility, but there were not many people shouting it from the rooftops. No, and Facebook right now
1: is a great place to be in mm-hmm. because it's kind of like the eighty five percent of the people still have a job. Okay, I always look at yeah. The the factors are gonna move the needle. Mm-hmm. Some people say they've. I've had people come to me, but everybody's pulling out of Facebook. No, they're not. They're they're trying to get everybody to pull out of Facebook. And if everybody pulls out of Facebook, well then, okay. Right. The people that are left, what are they? They are I, Facebook I, lovers.
0: I love that. I'd Do love. That. I'd love for 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 a third of Facebook users to leave for two-thirds of, of advertisers to leave. I mean, the numbers add up. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in heaven.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, as new marketers especially, but I've even seen savvy marketers screw this thing up. When I, <laughs> when I tell them, they go, wow, look at all the people leaving. Um, you know, they're not opting in for my stuff. And I tell them well, they weren't your people anyway, mm-hmm. and they go, "Well, they were potentially." No, they weren't. They were not potentially because what we did was we set it up for this to happen. We set up dog whistle copy, dog mm-hmm. whistle image, yeah. and it was what I don't like is the copy was so good that even the people that weren't our clients have clicked because the copy mm-hmm. was too good.
2: Yeah, that's and then thing. they
1: end up in our bucket. Yeah. And
0: out of curiosity
1: curiosity, and they bail. Yeah. And the people. Yeah, the person says, well, you know, we're doing something wrong or something wrong with our landing page and something wrong Mm -hmm. with something. And just a real quick tip for you guys out there that if you do have a problem of people leaving or exiting, the problem is that page and the page before it. And sometimes the page before it can be too good. Mm-hmm. It drew them into the page you wanted them into. Give me your email address or buy this mm-hmm. stuff, BMS.
0: Buy my stuff. It could have been too good.
1: Yeah, I, have I
0: mean, people up so much that they're expecting, I don't know, right. something insanely good. And then they get on the landing page and it's something good. And there's a, an expectation issue there. Right. So you have to
1: manage your expectations when you're a marketer. Mm-hmm. And the CMO has to manage, help manage you, help you manage them, uh, the the expectations. And yet, you, you know, I've had people come to me and say, what can we expect?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we can expect this, 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 right? And then if it doesn't happen we find out why. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times what will happen is it will happen way before we thought. And then somebody will say, well, I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> well, if you put your credit card number in the Facebook machine,
2: you
0: better yeah.
1: be ready for anything.
0: That's the true point, yeah.
1: Because if Facebook's algorithm finds your people faster than you thought, it'll explode.
2: Yeah, I've right. had
1: people... I'll give you a story, this is a funny story. I had a woman call me crying. Oh, yeah. You know this story. I know this story, it's good. And and I said, what's wrong? She goes, "Could (laughs) could, could could you just turn it off, please? Yeah. Like, and I thought, I'm looking at her dashboard, going, Oh my God, something crashed from the last time I looked at it eight hours ago. Oh my gosh, something's crashed. And I look and I go, The numbers are way up. And I go, What's the problem? The numbers are up. I I know. I I know the numbers, they're good, but <laughs> could you just turn it off? And she was barely speakable. Yeah. And pretty- I said, Why do you want to turn it off? She goes, I, I I've never had $25,000 come in in a day and a half. Could you just turn it off until I get used to it? And yeah. I said, No, we're not going to turn it off. You're going to get used to it because if I turn it off, it kills all the momentum. He uh-huh. ended up yeah. making a hundred grand. But you know what? I, I created a monster because you know what happens with her now? She's doing her own stuff. I showed her how to do it. She's doing her own stuff and she'll text me now and go, yeah, I made 90K this month and all depressed. <laughs> and it was like, oh, that's too bad. You know, yeah. she goes, you know, I was expecting 150, but, you know, I made 90 and I, I have to bring her back around because now it's a new normal. The new normal is a 100 yeah. a month.
0: 25
1: yeah, yeah. a week is the new normal. And this stuff really, really, really really does happen. You mm-hmm. do have to work towards it. You do have to get a little bit lucky. So
0: there's yeah, a little bit of luck. An element of timing. Timing's you know really misunderstood. It's like you can you, you you can have everything lined up correctly, but if the timing's wrong, then it's wrong. And you can have things lined up kind of okay. But if the timing is right, that like it can just explode.
1: Yeah. And conversely, people have come to me and said, "I expect a hundred grand," and I look at them and I say, "I don't see it. Yeah. I, I just don't see this business as a hundred grand a month business. Mm-hmm. I see it as twenty five. Um, yeah, if you want a hundred grand a month business, you're going to have to come up with something else." And then I always tell everybody, though, I'm not, you know, the one who knows everything. Let's test it. Always. and I've been surprised where I was wrong, Mm -hmm. but most of the time I'm right. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of, it's not a hundred percent deal. And that's why I tell people do not fall in love with your product before the marketplace falls in love with your product. Yeah. Because the marketplace, we could think it's the best thing I've got like 19 patents and I've got like 50 other products that I, thought were going to be great and it ended up just being trash, mm-hmm. you know? So I learned a long time ago, don't fall in love with your product your idea yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. What you do is you throw it out there in a test. And I know some guys who are doing this one little trick because I showed them this trick mm. is they'll sit around. They've got a product that's on autopilot and, and this product, Maybe bringing them twenty five, uh, one hundred and twenty five, two hundred fifty thousand dollars a month. You know, mm-hmm. it's all over the map. What they'll do, it's on autopilot. They'll sit and think of products, mm-hmm. and they'll go, "Okay, what else could I sell?" And they'll think of something, and then they'll run an ad test to it. Yeah. They will not create the product. See, this is what everybody. Mm-hmm. It, I'm going to spill some insider secrets here in a second. So everybody listen up because this is not what you're taught or told. So they'll run a test to see if it's viable. Yeah. And they won't even create the product. Yeah. And then when the person signs up, they might create cheat sheet or whatever. When the person signs Mm -hmm. up, it says this product is still in development. However, you are number 50 in line Yeah, and it will be a limited edition series. Yeah. And then when they get enough, they go, Sometimes these guys call me and they go, well, guess what happened? What? I'll well, put a test out there for a product. Okay. It went pretty good. Yeah. Looks like I got to make the dang product now.
2: <laughs> oh.
1: oh, too bad. You know, what's your projections on it? It's going to do all right. Might do like, uh, you know, a couple of mil a year. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's too bad. That's terrible. Yeah, I got to go to work now. So they they got in this autopilot mode. Now they got to go to work because they found a demand. Now, most of the time, nine times out of 10, there's no demand at all. Yeah. And and these guys are smart enough to figure out how to make a correct ad, how to make ads with correct images and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing that nobody wants anybody to know. Mike and I know this. We laugh. Every time we see a big guru come out with something new, one of the first things that comes into our heads is uh, wonder if it's made yet. Because Uh, what these guys will do, and all of them do it, what these guys will do is they'll go, I got this idea for a product. They'll make, some guys will make the, let's say it has six. No, let's just do easy math. 10 modules.
0: Right. And you're going to get
1: those 10 modules fed to you over a period of 10 weeks, one a week. Okay. And that's a standard formula six, 10. They'll make the first chapter. They'll make the first module. Right. If it sells. If it sells. Well, they'll make the first module. I know one guy that makes the first module because he just feels like he's a liar and a cheater if he doesn't. Right, yeah, so he'll do it, and he'll sell it, and then you sign out, and boom, you get the first module. Mm-hmm. And then he's cranking away on the keyboard, doing module number two. Yeah. And he's doing these things as it happens because yeah. you know he's, yeah, he's pretty good at creating modules that have mm-hmm. quality. And then this is the other smart thing that he does. And I advocate this to everybody. His people say, are we ever going to learn about X, Y, Z? And,
2: and he'll, the next write it, he'll write
1: it down. And yeah. he'll start doing X, Y, Z. This is what you yeah. do. You get the greatest ideas from your clients.
0: Yeah. And then, then you're making an actual product that people really get a lot want. of use to. Yeah. yeah. And they want.
1: <laughs> so the, one yeah. of the things you have to get used to is if you create products, non-physical products, digital products, Uh, Mm -hmm. for consumption on the internet only about 2% of the people are going to actually use the product and follow through.
0: Very true. Very true. I learned that early on. It has. It's it's the strangest thing when you like, I don't know, sell a thousand units or 10,000 units and you realize how few people have actually put it into action. You know, you can just tell from support tickets and communication with, with the clients or the customers in this case, like nobody's using it it's it's on everybody's like you know digital shelf for later mm-hmm. yeah later and it's always filed away later and that does not mean your product sucks no that it's just they can see that there's a place for that in their in their life or in their business potentially it isn't today but they they see it and they want it while it's while it's fresh in their mind so they buy it but they're right. not going to use it right
1: So you have to, as a new marketer, you got to get used to that because, Mm -hmm. and you also have to get used to, you you know, Mike knows this, that two, because I've taught him, 2% of the people are going to love you and love your product and 2% are going to hate you and hate your product. Mm -hmm. It's just natural. And the stuff in the middle is what we're mostly concerned about because, there's a lot of people that'll buy anything mm. and you think, oh, great. It's a fantastic product. I just sold 500 of these things in one day. Well, you got to be careful. That might be part of your two percenters out there. Mm-hmm.
0: And then the sales may stall start. Yeah. Stalling. yeah. Yeah. And if you've got like a tribe of people, like say a hundred people or a thousand people who just follow you religiously. It's not really a test to know if they're buying it. Right. You've got to sell it to the broader public. Because that's a warm to hot
1: market right there. Exactly. So the people that follow you are at a minimum warm mm-hmm. and they could be hot. So if you offer yep. it to them, mm-hmm. then that's, you have to throw that data away. Um, yeah. You can use that data and say, okay, I know now on a warm to hot market, I'm going to make
0: 50% sales. I, I, yeah, I think it's more valid in, in the sense of licking your finger, seeing which way the wind is blowing. If you've not been able to sell it to a warm-to-hot audience, then there's there's probably no demand.
1: <laughs> that's uh-huh. that's the is. soul crusher right there. You just, yeah, but there it's has... a quick test, right? It's, it's like
0: uh, the people who love you said no. Okay, then it's a no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, this is why you don't put
0: your heart into everything.
2: Yeah, it's a little it, bit
0: like that. That wearing the like I don't know, wearing red trousers and putting them on for the first time, and your family just <laughs> looks at them and goes, "No, you no. should not. You should <laughs> not be wearing those trousers." Then you know, right? Yeah. And it, it's the safety of your own home. Uh, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the,
1: you know, that's the other thing is nobody sees your numbers, but you. Mm-hmm. That's true. And your CMO, they see yeah. your ads, but they mm-hmm. don't see this product is a huge failure right now and we're trying and we're trying to turn it around they don't see that
0: and we're not as important as we'd like to think we are in right. people's lives it's just a thing that a guy did that they know and then they're onto something else like their mind isn't isn't lingering on oh i wonder how that product went it's yeah. Like they don't, they don't care. yeah no
1: they they don't they don't care so When you look at your numbers, you're doing it in the privacy of your own home. Yeah. Right. It's not broad. Facebook does not broadcast. Here are the losers of the week. Yeah. Right. They don't do that. So there's, you know, there's no disincentive other than losing a few bucks to just going out and trying it. If you test the way I tell you to test, then you're not going to lose a ton of money. You're gonna put twenty dollars mm-hmm. per ad per day mm-hmm. and you're gonna let it run for four days. So if you have four ads, that's 20 times four. That's 80 times four is three sixty. You're gonna mm-hmm. you're going to potentially in quotes waste 30, 360 bucks. Now there's guys out there that'll tell you you need to run that test for a month. Mm-hmm. And I laugh that that's like, okay, mm-hmm. if they're my competitors, I say, great, you run that test yeah. for a month, spend that, <laughs> money. Spend that money, because you're $3,600, we're not going to spend, um, $360. Mm-hmm. So it, it's pretty funny that, you know, these guys will advocate that you have to run this thing for a month. When I say four days, if you yeah. want, you can run it for seven days. And what you'll get is the good, bad, the ugly. You'll get the slow day. You'll get the yeah. great day. You'll get the mediocre day. You'll get everything. It all happens in seven day cycles.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I mean, my experience and, and you, you know, this from, from our discussions and I, and this is also come from insights you you've given me. Four to five days, you kind of start getting reliable data that you can, you know, begin to work with. Like this is from an initial test of, of running ads for the first time. Four to five days, it starts get looking right. After a week, yeah, it, it becomes really kind of reliable data. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, in the reason why is you're getting, you know, the great day, the not so great day. Yeah. Um. Off the top of my head. Saturday is a really good day. Monday, of course, sucks. Tuesday is good. Wednesday is getting better. But it's days like that. So it sometimes if you run your campaign or your test. Yes, like two, three days. You pick the wrong days. Yeah. So if you're a beginner, just run seven days. It's run twenty dollars and run it wide open audience do not mm-hmm. niche down the reason why is you want facebook to find your people and i yeah. did that i talked about this in a previous podcast where you are, you think your buyer is 18 to 34 female <laughs> and college educated right
0: <laughs> yeah and that's, that's you, very you, tight for initial testing
1: yeah you're gonna find out that uh, that's part of your avatar, yeah, but it's yeah. not your avatar mm-hmm. because, you know, I, I, I gave the example of the most lied about metric in Facebook is women's ages. Yeah, good points. So good. you're going to miss out on some people just because they lied. Yeah. The other thing is the platform only has 50% of the people on it at any one time. Yeah. So that's why Facebook tells you, oh, this week and this month, there was an mm-hmm. average of. Yeah. So if you think 2 billion people are on there right now, no, no. they float no. in and out. Because if you think about it, it's logical. The, half the world's sleeping and the other yeah. half is
0: awake. <laughs> It's just for practical reasons we can't all be on it at the same time. People forgot about that. They, they, <laughs> they went, oh,
1: people sleep. <laughs> like Half just the some... world is sleeping right now. We're talking about marketing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the you you have to tamp down your expectations, even though you might have a great product, and it's, if, it's about
0: finding lots of different ways to sell the same thing it's to frame it in lots of different ways initially you you just kind of you just come up with lots of what we call hooks just different ways of presenting it maybe even to the exact same person but what's a benefit if you start with benefits it's a pretty good place to start Uh, avoiding something is another pretty good place to start if you can come up with a list of 5 10 15 25 benefits or things they avoid and the first line in your text of your ad or the, the of the video if you're using video and um, if you just test all those different startings you, you you're more likely to stumble onto something that works and it is stumbling it's guesswork yeah but it's educated guesswork and when it you is. When it you is, but you could, you could if, when when you've been doing it I mean, you've been doing it far longer than myself, but when you've been doing it as long as we have, it becomes educated, but it can be done even by the you know, uneducated, for want of a better word, for the novice. You can just throw a bunch of stuff at Facebook and see what works. But the problem is, is that most people create one ad with one landing page. They spend far too much money on yeah. that particular ad. Like I'm talking yep. ridiculous amounts of money. And they then proclaim proclaim after three days, five days, two weeks, a month, maybe two months, I've seen, um, running that one ad, um, that it doesn't work. But that's yeah. not how you that's not how you su- how you're successful on Facebook no. or, or, or pretty much anywhere, really. No, so
1: basically what this podcast started because Sarah Spencer, who we know. Mm-hmm. Said David, you got to do a podcast. You've got yeah. background in radio; you you could talk for four hours straight. And she was right, you know, <laughs> with no guest, four hours, I could just talk. And yeah. because I had to do it, I know how to do it. Then you came along and said, "Yeah, mate, I think that's a really good idea." And then mm-hmm. I said, "I had an excuse, right? Okay, an excuse <laughs> in quotes. I don't have a name." podcast <laughs> and then steve walters says how about yeah. confessions yeah. of an advertising hit man I and i went oh gosh now my excuses are gone <laughs> so part of the reason why i'm here is because of mike so if it goes really well it's it's all me and if it doesn't well blame oh, mike yeah, yeah blame mike yeah but the what, what people are taught You you know, and part of the thing was, what do I talk about? And and Mm -hmm. part of my personality is, because I have no social filters, I will tell you your child is ugly, okay? (laughs) If you put your baby in front of my face, I'll say, well, perhaps it'll grow into its looks. (laughs) I'm I'm diplomatic about it. So what do I talk about? And, And I have this propensity to really tick people off just by telling them, the truth. Mm-hmm. And here's a truth. What a lot of the gurus are telling you to do now flat out doesn't work. What yeah. a lot of them are telling you to do yeah. now does
0: work, but only works for them. Yeah, I mean this this is this is my major gripe. And and you know, full disclaimer, this was me. I've done this, I've been guilty of this not necessarily with any particular level of awareness that that, that was what I was doing, um, but also not without any guilt either or blame. I mean, you know, I, I've sold products proclaiming that this is the next big thing and it worked for us, but this is the case, I think, of almost every single person from the smallest quote-unquote guru all, all the way to the to the huge household names. It works for them yeah and and it's not a test it doesn't prove anything and they can show you i made 64 million dollars using this exact same system you should use it too right um why is the automatic question why and then they can show you a hundred people who use that product and they all made six figures from it so (laughs) you should use it too Okay, why? You keep coming back to the question, why? Why is this relevant to me? Okay, there was 100 people. How many people bought the product? Was it (laughs) 1,000? Was it it 10,000? Was it 100,000? Because the law of probability means if it was 100,000 people who bought the product, there are 100 people that were successful with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, It proves nothing. Right. So
1: now I'm an advocate of buying as many programs as you can afford. And the reason why is you're always going to get a nugget out of there
2: that's going the to
1: apply to you. And guess what? That nugget that you extracted, a lot of times I'll buy a, a a course, a product to evaluate it. And also, I just dumb myself down and go, "Okay, I'm just I'm just gonna be Sammy stupid, right? Yeah. I'm a newbie marketer. I'm just Sammy stupid." And I'm gonna buy this guy's stuff. And oh, look, let's see what we get. Oh, we get mm-hmm. 16 chapters, and we, you know, and I just go at it from uh just a beginner's point of view. Yeah. And I'll find a nugget in there in a video that this guy made, and he glosses over it. Boosh, he mentions it and it's gone. And I'm going. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, stop, stop. That was the gold. It's the, the gold. gold. So a lot of times the gold you'll find mm-hmm. is when the dude or the chick is just glossing
0: over it. Yeah, that's how I got my big break in, in internet marketing. There was a, a huge – back then it was PDFs. So people weren't, yeah, selling, yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't selling video courses. This is two thousand Right um sold the pdf it was huge you know it sold tens of thousands of copies and there was one page in the pdf that talked about direct linking so advertising on google as an affiliate like one page no detail no detail and i'd spent a lot of money on on courses up until that point but that one page changed everything yeah me. i had to yeah. do a lot of digging i had to figure a lot of things out for myself yep. that was it was like you know, like a treasure map yeah. like, with like a rudimentary picture of a tree and a cross. <laughs> it was like, now you have to figure out where this map like belongs to. Cause we're not, we're not telling you where, where this location right. okay. There's no context. <laughs> Start <laughs> looking enough. at
1: every tree in a different way. Yeah.
0: Cause yeah. that might be the tree. Just next to it. You'll find that cross and then you'll yeah. find, um, <laughs> but, but that was, that was the treasure map. That was the treasure map that, that opened everything up for me. And you're right. You're absolutely right. But, you know, I think the problem is, is that most people are expecting to buy this thing and it, and it fixes yeah. all their problems. But if you go into it with a mindset like you've got of I might learn one useful thing and that will be worth the $7, $47, $97, whatever it may have cost um, because – It took them years to figure that one thing out, probably. That one little nugget probably took them years. So is it worth $97 if you've got $97? Yeah, it is. Yeah.
1: So I always advocate also, um, and it goes back to my advertising days. There was this public service announcement. It was created by Hal Reiney out of San Francisco. I think it was Larry and Dave, crash, uh, the, uh, the crash dummies. And these were, you know, animated crash dummies. They were people in suits and they would get in the car just like they did at the government and then run the car into a brick wall and right. see how, how damaged the dummies were, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it had a brilliant tagline. And the tagline was, Hal Reiney saying, you can learn a lot from a dummy. <laughs> and it, it had so many levels, yeah, right? Yeah. So I, yeah. I talked to Hal about that tagline. I said, you know, he's gone now. But I, I talked to him. He, he, was, he was a character. He, he, he was a, like a typical rancher from Montana. Stuck in San Francisco, and he had this ad agency, and I think it was probably the first time he had ever seen a gay person, right? Mm. Uh, and but he liked San Francisco. And his office, in quotes, was uh, down on the bottom floor at the bar. Okay. And it he mm. came up with all his great stuff drinking straight whiskey at the bar, yeah. like true Montanan would, or yeah, Wyoming. Yeah. I forget where he was from. But um, he said it took him 16 weeks to come up (laughs) with that tagline. Now, it's so obvious right now. You're going to learn a lot from a dummy, right? Well, I do the same thing. I learn a lot from so-called dummies, from people who Mm -hmm. say, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Great. I want to hear your story because you don't know what you're doing. And you are always going to find the gold in the. In the, in the dummy in the room, mm-hmm. you know. When I go to speaking engagements or to conferences or whatever, I am usually the guy in the corner watching everybody, because mm-hmm. I'm watching for social how how because I have no social nothing. It got wiped away in that um, accident in the you know incident in the army yeah i have no i don't know how people are supposed to act in public so i sit in the corner <laughs> and this one guy and i always hide my name badge always and this one guy came up and he says who are you i said my name is david and uh he says are you and uh i said yeah he goes oh my god it's you and i said Well, yes, of course it's me. I know it's me. And he goes, Mm -hmm. what are you doing sitting in a corner? I said, I'm watching people. And he wanted to know more about that. I said, watch the interaction. Mm -hmm. You know, you can see who is trying to become alpha in the room. And you can see who's trying to gravitate to whomever. And then another woman came up and said, you know, who are you? And I told her my first name. And then she says, Oh my God, that's what you look like. Cause nobody see Mike (laughs) right now can't see me. We're on a zoom call. Nobody knows what I look like. Hardly anybody knows what I look like. There's, there's probably only two dozen people in the world that know what I look like. And I like it that way because I don't want people just, you know, unless they've seen me speak, they don't really know what I look like. I like to be autonomous. Uh, I like to be invisible because I want to see people's behavior so I can use it in marketing. So when you, I go to a lot of these conferences, you know, because I want to find out what is everybody doing out there? Mm. You know, so I'll go to a conference that's maybe 1200 bucks a day and I'll go and I'll learn something but I learned most of the good stuff from the people who are attending the conferences, Interesting. not the person on stage, because I expect the person on stage, I already know what they're going to give me because I already know about them. I know almost everybody in the business. I know what's going to happen, but I, I always question the people, you know, in the audience and I have gotten far better results. If I hide my name badge, If I have my name badge out, people are on, you know, Mm -hmm. or they want, you know, me to solve their million dollar question for free,
2: you
1: know, so it's, it's kind of like, I got a couple of clients that are full blown rock stars Mm -hmm. and they live in this little town. One of them lives in this little town. I says, what do you, you don't live in LA? Nope. What do you live in this little town for? And he he told me, he says, did you know I can walk down the streets (laughs) of town and people will say, hey, how are you? And they'll wave, but they won't come and stick a camera in my face. Yeah, yeah. It's always the same people. Yeah. So he says, I'm able to go to the grocery store. I'm able to. He goes, I go to Starbucks. Yeah. And. Nobody knows who I am, and I don't have to wear my incognito uniform of baseball cap and all that stuff. That you is, know, yeah. so he loves the small town, so that's how yeah. I am. He's able to live a normal life. I'm mm-hmm. able to discover what people are doing uh, in marketing, mm-hmm. and I tell people all the time, it, I tell them, I said, look, I've never heard of that you should continue to do that but keep an eye on it i've never heard anybody doing that and i think it's a great idea just keep your eye on it it i mean you're in uncharted territory and this one person i forget what they i'll remember after this but i forgot what they were doing but it really was the oh wow you know you're you're doing it that way okay mm-hmm. And they thought they were doing it the way the guru wanted. Well, they got it mixed up. But I still think it was a fantastic way to attack the problem, which is, you know, the major problem always is how do we get people to give us money and then we help people. And that goes into this other thing, which is if your primary goal is not to help people, then you're not going to make any money. You have to yeah. help people. And well, then they'll yeah, gladly I would, I would give you money. You might make money, but you won't be happy. Well, you won't make what I call money. You know, yeah. my, my version of money um, scares most people. Yeah, at that point. My, my version of money, it, I got a saying, I'm not going to get out of bed unless you throw a $1,000 at me. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not going to throw a $1,000 at me, I'm not going to get out of bed. I'm not going to answer yeah. the phone. Yeah. So my version of money is different than a lot of people's version of money, and and money for me is a million a month. Yeah. So if if you aren't making a million a month, and you're not close to it, then you're not, probably not, reaching your maximum potential, Mm -hmm. And, and that goes into all this mindset stuff. I had to have my mindset fixed because I was a go-getter and I was going after the money because I wanted to retire early. I retired at 27 the first time and then retired at 35 the second time. And then I got back into the game and my, I started developing money fears right after the wife died. So the wife died. All of a sudden I'm a mess. I'm a wreck. Mm. That was five years ago. Yeah. I had a lot of people pushing me to get back in it. And I said, I'm just not interested.
2: Yeah. And,
1: and then, um, this guy, his name is Bill Barron. He's not in the industry anymore. He retired, but he said, I can fix your money problems in about 20 seconds. <laughs> And I said, do it. And, he's, and he did it. And it, it took, initially it took 20 seconds, mm-hmm. but, but then it was 20 minutes because I wanted to know more. Mm-hmm. So he actually sold a course on how to stop trading time for money. Okay. That was yeah. his. So if you were a yoga instructor, if you were a, mm-hmm. a, a healer, if you were, you know, a Zen person, yeah, how to create a program that you could sell for twelve hundred dollars, fifteen hundred dollars, instead of just charging fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Yeah. But he had this little thing of, oh, I can, I can stop your money block, mm-hmm. and so I went to him for that. Yeah. And he also, I also learned something else that I told somebody in the industry I'm gonna to go to a, a Bill Barron event, and they said, Oh, you are in for a treat. And I said, What do you mean? Oh, this dude, his events just crush it.
2: Hmm. And I was
1: like, What do you mean? I'm not gonna tell you anything. You're just gonna go <laughs> and you're gonna discover a lot about yourself. Okay. So I went, and this dude is absolutely crushes live events. It's too bad he's not doing them anymore because Mm -hmm. they are flat out worth the money Mm -hmm. just to watch how an event is supposed to go. Yeah. And and the person who told me, they actually do pretty good events. And I said, well, you do good events. And they said, we learned from Bill. (laughs) Okay. I was like, oh, all right. So, You know, Bill Barron helped me with my
0: uh, money. um, Is there anything anything actionable that anyone could take from the advice, given that it was 20 seconds? Yeah. Here's the deal. I started
1: thinking that money was evil and that Mm -hmm. if money is evil, the people who hold it are evil. Mm -hmm. And and this came out of nowhere, right? Mm. Came out of of nowhere. just boom This is again, one of those stories, like we were talking about with the clients that we tell ourselves. Right. Yeah. So I started despising myself. Okay. Interesting. Cause I had some money. Yeah. And it was not getting pretty. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, anti money and stuff. And I sat down with Bill. he says, let me, uh, Tell you a little story about money. I said, okay, because he knew I was an analytical person. Mm-hmm. He says, a long time ago, people in the village would do different things. Some would grow grain, some would raise cows, some would raise pigs, some would raise chickens, and others would raise horses. And if you needed a horse, you went to the guy over there. And you had to bring a cow or you had to bring 20 chickens or 30 chickens, yeah. whatever his price was. Yeah. And you traded. Yeah, tithing, I think it's called. Well, yeah, I don't know what it's called, but that wasn't important. So I, mm-hmm. I had this vision of, yeah, okay, that's how it all started. Yeah. But how did money come about? And he says money came about because people started arriving on ships and – These ships couldn't take on, you know, 200 head of cattle. Okay. So they came up with a monetary system that was first in shells, then rocks, Mm -hmm. and then in metal. So what we have today is a money system. Money is nothing. Money is just money. Mm
2: -hmm. It is
1: nothing. It's not good. It's not bad. It's not evil. It's
0: neutral. Yeah, neutral is a good word
1: for it. And I went, oh, wow. And he says, now it's what you do with yep. the money yep. that deems it evil or yep. good or I'd bad. Yeah. So he told me, he says, this is what I want you to do. I said, okay. Because I want you to go out and make as much money as you can and make it stupid money and mm-hmm. just make it to where – you know, you, you it'll fill up your bathtub <laughs> and, and it's just stupid money. And I says, yeah. He goes, and then give half of it away.
0: Oh, okay. And yeah. I,
1: well, okay, but that's kind of scary. He says, David, you're already okay. Money, <laughs> money. And if you go out and make a ton of money and you give half of it away, you're 50% better off than what you when you started right now right here today yeah so that's what i did and what it did is cemented in my head that money is good that money does good so yeah it can be a vessel for good for sure right now at this conference was this woman who was uh you know she was like a clairvoyant right Mm -hmm. and she came up to me she goes hey uh, are you driving back in this direction? Yeah, I am because I drove there because it was local San Francisco. She goes, Well, I need a ride. And I said, Oh, okay. You need a ride. <laughs> All right. I said, I don't, you know, I did you it know, myself. I, I don't know her. Mm-hmm. You know, this is kind of weird, but okay, <laughs> I'll give you a ride. Right. It, and um, while I was driving, she said, You know, I wanted to get a ride from you. Um, my sister-in-law was going to pick me up. I told her no. I was going to give her... I, would, I, I, was, I needed to get a ride from you because I need to tell you some things because some things came to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So now, get a load of this. It's midnight. It's dark. We're driving down a highway that is kind of lonely, and she's telling me some things came to me. So I'm a believer. I go, okay, what came to you? She goes did you know that good people cannot do crap? And I said, no. And conversely, crap people cannot do good. Interesting. They can't do good. Okay. She goes, who do you think you are? Are you good or crap? <laughs> and I said, well, I'm good. She goes, that's proof that you cannot do crap. Okay. So. I was like, so for an hour and a half, we drove, and she was telling me more and more and more. And I was like, wow, that makes total sense to my brain. That, mm. and we see it all the time where people that do evil, they've never done one stick of good in their life, not one. Uh, mm. And people who were uh, really good people, it takes a lot for them to become evil, it, it really takes a yes. lot. Yeah. So I I knew then that I had to do this exercise. So I uh, decided, okay, I'm going to do it. I did it. And I went, wow, money is neutral. Mm-hmm. It's what you do with it. So yes. if if you have a block that says, I'm afraid of money, then you don't know, have to figure out why you're afraid. It may be the same reason I had, which is if I have money, money is evil. If I have money, I'm evil mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. So what you can do is you can say, hey, if you're at heart a good person, there's no way you're going to be evil when you get a ton of money. When you make a million dollars a month, if you're a good yeah. person –
0: yeah my experience having made a reasonably large amount of money and having been around people with vast amounts of money is you just become more you yes
1: and in my case i know this it can be bad
0: well yeah (laughs) i mean but not evil you know. No, no, but it exposes the 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 edges of your personality, right? And that's, that's where the that's where the the craziness is. That's where the the good is. That's where the bad is. It's like it's all at the far extremes, and it exposes that because you're suddenly free to behave in a way where there are far less uh, restrictions. It's like right. you want to say something, yeah. Not, not many people are going to argue with the rich guy or the rich woman, right? Right. But more people are going to be sycophants and just agree with you. Right, exactly.
1: So I learned a long time ago
0: from the police
1: who told me, David, you cannot have this much fun and stay out of jail. (laughs) It's just impossible. You're having way too much fun out here. Well, Mm -hmm. I just got released from the army and I, you know, I had a bunch of people trying to kill me and I'm in an area now where nobody is trying to kill me. I'm having a lot of fun. Right. And and I'm the guy everybody's pointing to. Look at that guy. He's having a lot of fun. And I decided, yeah, okay. I'm going to quit drinking. Mm -hmm. And I saw the cop who told me that in a supermarket, he goes, Hey, I haven't seen you in a while. haven't gotten any calls about you in a while because I would go to the dance club and dance with every woman. And the guy would say, that's my girl. And I would say, I'm just dancing, man. And then they would try to hit me, and then I would hit them back. We'd start all sorts of – I've got some funny stories about about unloading three-story bars, (laughs) and it's hilarious. One day I'll tell this story. It's just hilarious. The – just chaos ensued in – I can give you the location. Palm Desert, California. Mm -hmm. And chaos ensued, and there was probably – 40, 50 cops of all flavors at this club. Mm-hmm. And I was the one that, I didn't start it. The bartender, <laughs> the bartender started it. <laughs> I finished it. The next thing you know, there's this big gang fight. There's this, And I walk out through the kitchen. And I, I'm met by a police dog who's about ready to take my face off. And, a, and the cop looks at me and I go, they went out the front. <laughs> and that cop started running with that dog. I walked to my car, drove away, and watched in the rear view mirror this thing just come come streaming out into the street. And I was like, oh wow, glad to get out of there. But I learned that my problem, in quotes, is is drinking. So I quit drinking. I met this 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 cop. We're back to the supermarket. We're back to the cop. Mm-hmm. He goes, haven't had any calls about you lately. And I says mm-hmm. no. He goes, why is that? I said, I you, you told me what to do. He goes, what did I tell you? He said, quit drinking.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I he goes, what'd you do? I said, I quit drinking. And he starts yeah. laughing. I go, what are you laughing at? He goes, nobody listens to me. <laughs> and I said, me neither. But he goes, you know, I'm glad. So I've I've quit drinking. I haven't. Uh, I quit drinking like forty seven. 48 years ago? 48 years ago. Wow. So, so part of what my fear was, was if I get a bunch of liquid money, and other, that's what I used to call drinking, liquid money. Okay. Okay, I got some liquid money. Let's go yeah. party. So yeah. it, the, if I got a bunch of money, I would just start my old ways again. Yeah, I get it. And I found out, no, that doesn't necessarily happen. So if you are... Afraid of making money because you're afraid you're going to be evil. Well, if at the core you're good, you're not going to be evil. If you're afraid of making yeah. money because you're going to be a drug addict, then you need to align yourself with different friends. And
0: that's what I did. Yeah. I, I mean, I've made that mistake. I would say I'd probably describe it as a mistake of, of gravitating to the wrong group of people and it changes everything. It's like you well, really they're exciting. You, it, it can you know, be good or it can be bad but you know uh, in retrospect i i could have picked my my peer group in the past not now uh, but in the past more wisely right so that's why when you start marketing stuff
1: out there on your own you don't want to listen to your mother brother sister cousin husband, husband wife you, you don't want to uh, if you're do an entrepreneur you, you
0: can only listen to entrepreneurs right and that's why we all gravitate.
1: That's why we all end up at the same conference. Mm-hmm. And that's why we all just kind of look forward to this conference. I mean, we the have.
0: entrepreneur mindset is, I, I would just describe it as pretty insane, really. It's irrational. Like the, the things we do and the things we put ourselves through, no rational human. <laughs> it? But I, I, I put us in the same category as artists and musicians. Yeah. Although it's become, um, I don't know, popular to to classify yourself as an entrepreneur in the last maybe 10 years or so, um, I think uh, outside of that, for most people, there's there's no choice. It's not a choice. You don't choose. be a starving artist (laughs) choose to be a failed musician and you don't choose to be a failed entrepreneur and um this is this is the reality for for most people it's like it could take three years five years 15 years or more before you actually see the results that you were expecting
1: right i got to talk with charlie daniels i know a lot of um rock stars it's because of the business that I used to be in. I used mm-hmm. to be a recording engineer. And um, Charlie Daniels did not make it until he was 36 years old.
0: Yeah. There's, and there's so many he, people, like successful business people, he was successful in their 50s for the first time. Yeah.
1: And he told it to me this way. I, he says, you know, I'm a 20-year overnight success. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it was like, yeah. I get it. The 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 other job that I had was I was a roadie. I was a sound guy for a bunch of bands. And mm-hmm. I met a, a bunch of people. And I, too, also subscribe to that. The marketers are just rock stars because we're mm-hmm. doing something. I mean, we we're doing something nobody else has the gall to do in that yeah. we're putting on the skin tight leotards (laughs) and we're going out on stage and people are
0: loving it. People are loving it. You know, don't love it for the first 15 years. That's the point. They they look at you and go, what the hell's that? What's that guy got the
1: leotards on for? You know, because we're playing the part. You have to, I'm a firm
2: believer. Yeah,
1: You you have to play the part. You know, you have to look the part, you know, my, my brother-in-law, is uh, a rock star, mm-hmm. and he used to play, he was like 55 before he stopped playing the rock star part, mm-hmm. and it was one of these deals where, dude, um, those leotards that you have on, yeah, you're about 100 pounds overweight now, <laughs> um, you might want to 86 those in public, you know, just, just not oh, yeah. do that. Yeah, and <laughs> it, it, and that was kind of an awakening for him. Yeah, um, yeah. Y- you know, it's it it's kind of funny that yeah we we are doing something that not many people are called to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's but you know, it, it's the same applies for many other types of of profession. Right, it's like, I couldn't. I can't even contemplate being a nurse. Like, you know, I just couldn't, couldn't even imagine doing that profession. I'm not hardwired for that profession. Right. Right. Right? You you have to be. I mean, you know, I had,
1: you know, when Tammy was getting treated for her illness, I had doctors at Stanford said, man, you would have been a good doctor because I was coming up with ideas. I'm just an idea guy, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was coming up with ideas for her treatment, and they were listening, right? Mm -hmm. Which kind of surprised me um, because I thought they were all – doctors were all arrogant. But no, these guys wanted ideas. You know, we're stuck. We – you know, they pretty much said, we don't know what to do. We're at the end of our rope. She's going to pretty much die soon if we don't do something radical. guys were were
0: freestyling, basically. Exactly. In the
1: hallway at Stanford Hospital. Yeah. And
0: I I – yeah. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but that's, although it's a horrible context for you and, and your wife, from their point of view as a professional, this is, the, this is the most exciting part of their day. Exactly.
1: And you know what this guy told me? He says, You would have made a good uh, doctor. Mm-hmm. And I says, No, I'm afraid of blood. And he, <laughs> well, he, starts, you. he starts laughing. Yeah. And, I, and I go, You know, I always ask people, What are you laughing at? You know? <laughs> and this doctor leans, he goes, I am too. And I said, Oh, how did you go over it? He goes, I didn't. He goes, I'm a research physician. Okay. He goes, it would have been great in research because yeah. we need people to have ideas, no? think, yeah. and just okay. sit and think and go. So basically, what I came up with, and, and yeah. it wasn't just me, but what we came up with was this protocol. Yeah, knocked out the cancer that she had, but we knew it was not going to get rid of it. It was just going to keep coming back. what we did is we extended... She was supposed to live 18 months. She lived eight years. And she went to work for eight years. She didn't just sit, you know, in a comatose state. She went to work.
0: Yeah, she stalled the process.
1: Right. And, you know, Ah. I was reading... A couple of months ago, they're using that same protocol, and they're saying, hey, we are finding that that women with triple negative breast cancer, which is the worst that you could get, are mm-hmm. living way past expectations mm-hmm. because we're doing this and this. And I pointed at the screen and yelled at it and said,
2: I thought of that. That's
1: cool. And basically – What we came up with in the hallway of Stanford, and they went out and did a bunch of research on it. I said, you know, I don't know if it's legal that we can do this. And the guy looked at me and goes, we're a research hospital. We can do anything we want. (laughs) This is kind of a thing, yeah. (laughs) All we got to do is notify the FDA that, oh, yeah, we're going to do this now. Yeah. And I, I went, okay. So basically, they went out and did a bunch of research, found out through Tammy. Tammy was patient zero. Wow and found out that this absolutely works. So what it is is they knock yeah. you out, they knock out the, they they kill the cancer migration with this really powerful uh, chemo that that kills your heart, and they can't give it to you for very long. and then mm-hmm. they uh, they give you a continuous dose of a pill of another type of chemo. so they they made this chemo from liquid form to pill form, and that you take every day. So that ended up stopping everything in its tracks, and it does eventually, you know, overpower everything because this stuff always mutates. But mm-hmm. the, the whole exciting part of it was these guys came to her um, Celebration of Life event, and they were smiling. And I mm-hmm. said, what are you guys smiling about? He goes, man. Because of her, we know a lot more now. Cool. Because of her saying yes to everything, yeah, um, we know a lot more now. So this to us is a great day. Yeah, you know, and it and it was like that type of uh, that's what you know, thinking outside the box.
0: Well, you know, is, and I had somebody really. Not- Right. We, we yeah. we're constantly having new ideas and it's OK if ninety nine out of a hundred are bad.
1: Yeah. And I had a really famous person, saw him in a hallway. They, they are widely known just to be a complete uh, jerk. And that's being nice. Um, and mm-hmm. I said, hey, I really like how you think outside the box. Just walk past. And he stopped. He goes and he points at me He goes, think like there is no box. And I mm-hmm. went, whoa. So what people, what I saw in him at that moment was people have him misunderstood. That mm-hmm. he is a hard charger or was, he's no longer with us, but you could probably guess who it was. Mm-hmm. The um hard charger, which meant he had to say no more than he said yes to people. Mm-hmm. But his whole deal was think like there is no box and that's what you have to do so it's you you can't get overwhelmed by the situation it would have been way too easy just to get overwhelmed by the situation but what you have to do is you have to extract yourself from the situation
2: mm.
1: and what was what i noticed when i was in a hallway and talking to these guys um that these nurses were walking past us and these guys are like some of the tops in their field at Stanford. They were walking past us and they were looking at me like, oh, he must be like an invited doctor or something. Those (laughs) nurses saw me as a doctor because I had (laughs) these guys, you know, captivated. Yeah. So what you have to do is when you come up with these ideas, you have to own them. And you have yeah. to be the rock star in the room, mm-hmm. and you've got to execute these ideas. You can't just go, oh, I got this little idea, and I think I'll push the button on it. <laughs> you go, I got this idea. It's yeah, either going to crush it or it's going to fail. Yeah, There's going to be smoke when I'm done. I don't know if it's going to yeah. be black smoke or white smoke. White smoke is good. Black smoke means mm-hmm. everything burned to the ground. But mm-hmm. the I'm going to do it. And yeah. you know who does that a lot mm. is Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. Elon Musk, love him or hate him, is probably going to go down as one of the greatest inventors of all time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, what this guy does, and we're going to talk about this in another podcast, I will. It, it's called Blitz Scaling. Reed Hoffman from LinkedIn wrote this book called Blitz Scaling. hmm Elon Musk does blitzscaling every day. In other words, he has a goal mm-hmm. of five hundred thousand uh, cars, and he, it, the industry says, no way, you'll make three hundred, but you won't make five hundred thousand. Yeah, and, and he he goes for it, and he doesn't care what people think of him. Yeah, you know that's, if that's yeah really if he doesn't hit the mark. So mm-hmm. what? Yeah. But if you don't have a mark, you're never going to hit it.
0: Yeah, if you don't aim really high, but you still get somewhere near, then you've you've done amazingly well. Right. I mean, well. He blew past the three hundred, yeah. and he started
1: inching towards the five hundred. I don't yeah. think he, we haven't heard yet. It's too soon, but I don't think he made it. But to they him, that doesn't point. matter. That's that doesn't. Because the industry said you'll do 300 and he blew past 300 back in um, October. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, some of the things I don't like about him are, and I don't want anybody to do this, he's starting to do it and I don't like it in him, mm-hmm. is he starting to blame external forces. Okay. So I could have hit the $500,000 uh, mark if, you know, Alameda yeah. County wouldn't have shut my factory down. No, this happened to everybody, Elon. It didn't happen to you only. Yeah, yeah. So don't Seriously. blame external forces, and and Never. and don't
0: really blame. Yeah, you I'm, know, I'm a huge advocate of, of taking full responsibility.
1: Yeah, but don't blame yourself either, because in future podcasts, people are going to learn what meta what motivates people and what stops people in their tracks, mm-hmm. based on research. They're also going to learn that goals don't work. Okay. But dreams do. Yeah. So everybody out there, here's a hint. Get rid of all your goals and turn them into (laughs) dreams and you will absolutely crush it every single time on your dreams because your psyche will not allow a dream to fail, but they Mm -hmm. will allow a goal to fail. So that's some of the things you're going to learn in future podcasts. So follow Elon Musk's blitz scale mm-hmm. but ignore his blaming of externals because he's yeah. starting to do that this year and he yeah. never did that before mark my words that if he starts to fail it will mm. be because of his blaming of external forces he needs to stop that
0: yeah cuz it out
1: so People have learned a lot in this hour, hour and a half. Sorry to keep everybody so long, but when you have greatness sitting on the other side of the table, you know, <laughs> it's really – no, I was talking about me, Mike. I was talking me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Mike and I do this all the time. It, you see, one of the things I do is I abdicate greatness to others. You know, mm-hmm. I, I am – you know, I'm, I'm a pretty good copywriter, you know, wink, wink. I can, I can change four sentences and all of a sudden you'll go from making $5,000 a month to $100,000 a month. Mm -hmm. So pretty good copywriter, but, um, other people are doing greatness and, and it goes back to that. The greatness that's in the room is not you. It's somebody else find that greatness. And I'll give you a hint as to who it is. And I've already hinted it's the person sitting in the corner all by themselves, not knowing what to do because they're not great social people. Mm-hmm. And and it's part of the problem with America. The people who ace inter- job interviews get the job, but they're not the best for the job. They're the best at interviews. Exactly. <laughs> so you don't want to talk to the person that's best at interviews when you want great ideas because they have none. You want to talk to the person who's bad at interviews. I hired when I had a retail locations and I had a bunch of them way back in the day. I hired somebody who had zero confidence. Mm -hmm. And she said, why are you hiring me for? Nobody hires me. I said, I'm hiring you exactly for that because nobody sees your greatness. I see your greatness. Mm -hmm. You're going to be fantastic. You're going to be great. And she didn't see it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest with you. I didn't see it. But I saw some me in her I okay. said, nobody gave me a chance because I was quiet. Nobody, and I'm not quiet now. I used to be quiet. And and I'm very, very quiet when I'm not staring at a microphone. Yeah. Um, this is my schizophrenic site, uh, persona. But <laughs> I saw something in her and, you know, something, she crushed it. She just crushed it. She made that job her own and believed me when I said, I see greatness in you. And mm. she never went into another interview sheepishly ever again. She would actually go into interviews like I do, which is, well, you should already know who I am and you should already have an idea of how much money you want to give me. And it's just mm-hmm. up to me to say yes or no to that amount of money. And, you know, that's, she was the rock star. So when you're a, when you do this marketing stuff, I want everybody to put on those virtual tight leggings and leotards, man, woman. And I want you to get some kind of leather jacket, virtual leather jacket and virtual tattoos everywhere. And I want (laughs) you to walk on stage, grab that mic like you own it, and just start doing your thing. In the beginning, people will go, look at that person dressed like a fool. (laughs) <laughs> and then in the end, they'll go, oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know? So you have to to act and dress the part. So gravitate towards, you know, Mike here is really, really shy. He's British. Everything with him is proper. You know? <laughs> I said, Mike, you know, this is what we should do. And he would tell me, no, David, um, you know, actually, we should not do that. And I was like, Mike, you're just way too conservative. And he and he says, Well, I'm British, David. I'm British, you know. But but later I find out Mike knows like 87 languages, you know. Mm. I mean, it's ridiculous. He's lived all over the world. And to talk to him one time, you would not see that. You know, you just wouldn't, you wouldn't see it. it so He's done some things that, you know, he's got a family. He uproots them and says, oh, we're going to move to Australia. And mm-hmm. they just go, okay, daddy, we'll, we'll go with you. <laughs> you know, and, you, you know, that takes a lot of, that takes a lot of gall to uh, to do that. So he put on a leotard and said, we're just going to move the family to these cool places and experience mm-hmm. these cool places, which I think is You know, great and fantastic. So when you are presented with greatness on the other side of the table, you try to steal as much time as you can from them um, so everybody can benefit. So here's the deal. I don't um, endorse a lot of people because it can get you into trouble. But I know (laughs) a lot about Mike, and I know he's not a flake. A lot of flakes. Guess what? red alert a lot of flakes in this business a lot of flakes in this business and mike's not one of them and with if you have decided i want to sell my course online or whatever it is i want to sell whatever it is online but i want to kick start so you can hire mike as a cmo he'll take care of you if he doesn't know the answer to anything then he'll call me oh yeah and he'll say (laughs) Hey, David, and he always, you know, Mike's a little sneaky. He he always says, you know, I was thinking, which, which <laughs> it means I got no clue. <laughs> I got no clue. I don't know what I'm going to do with this. And then we'll just start brainstorming, you know? And the, you know, the great part about that is, you know, in a roundabout way, you get me through him and there's only mm-hmm. one, two, three, four CMOs in the world that, I do that for you know so I'm teaching Mike my system of stats Mm -hmm. and I'm teaching Mike my system of here's how you evaluate an image Mm -hmm. now I taught him my system of how not to get in trouble with Facebook how to be compliant with Facebook I taught him that and he has now surpassed me in that he's brought me some stuff and says, I don't think this is a compliant. What do you think? And I say, well, I think it'll fly. And he says, well, I don't think it will because of this, this, this. And I go, oh, my God. So the <laughs> student has surpassed the teacher. And then I write back and I say, you're absolutely right. Um, I have, for some weird reason, gotten less conservative than the Facebook compliant area than yeah. I used to be. So you're spot on with that. And that's mm-hmm. part of the game we have to play also is make sure we're compliant with Facebook, especially in medical, real estate, jobs, all yeah. this stuff. Certain areas, you've got to be very, very
0: careful. Yeah. Money, good Money.
1: Yeah. Oh, I can teach you how to make a million dollars, Mike. You know, yeah, you... just sign up for my thousand dollar course. You can't <laughs> yeah. do that.
2: You know? Yeah, man. That's not... you, you can't do that. So.
1: Check Mike out, all his, uh, info and stuff is going to be in the bottom. None of my info is in the bottom. Um, Mm. the, you know, I got this podcast to bring on some friends and enemies and to, Oh, I'm going to have an enemy on here. I'm working (laughs) on getting this enemy and this enemy says, I hate you. And I said, perfect. (laughs) <laughs> what, what do you hate me for? And, and he says, well, because of this, I no, no, you hate me because I'm always right. And mm-hmm. I am always right. People finally learn this and the mm-hmm. smart ones say, yes, David's always right. You know, mm-hmm. I'm known as uh, Yoda, you know, come to the short funny looking man in a dirty robe, <laughs> uh, also known as the curmudgeon in the corner, mm-hmm. you know? So if you, you know, so I'm I'm working on I'm working on enemies because it'll be a good it'll be a good show because for sure they'll end up I guarantee you this one thing they'll end up understanding me yeah. A, yeah and and if they you see here's the thing if you understand your market if you understand your enemies you will then like them
0: so yeah 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 that makes sense that makes sense so you know Mike you know, is,
1: is kind of a proper British subject. No, he will never, I will tell you, you know, what are you bringing me this for? This sucks. Right. It, you must, how long you been doing this three years and you're, you're still doing this quality work. Come on, man. Don't do that. Michael say, well, I see there's some need for improvement, <laughs> you know, and, and it's just kind of yeah, funny. Literally. And I, We've got our yin and yang
0: thing going on, right? Yeah,
1: I told Mike, oh, come on, tell me, you know, like it is, and he'll give me another (laughs) polished version of politeness, (laughs) you know? So you want to work with Mike, you don't want to work with me. You want all the knowledge out of my head um, (laughs) and out of Mike's, but you don't want to work with me because uh, when you make a million dollars a month, I'll be more excited than you, and you'll think that's weird. because my commission, they, they, people say, you didn't make the million. Why are you so excited? Well, because you made the million. Mm-hmm. This is hard to do. So if you've decided, I want to make money on the internet, and I'm not guaranteeing you'll make a million, million but I want to make money on the internet, but I want to kickstart. You know, contact Mike. He'll get you up and running. Hint, hint, hint. You're going to need to... Keep him on your side for at least a year to learn all his tips and tricks. After that, Mike will probably agree that he's not needed anymore. Or you can say, hey, Mike, you've made me a ton of money. I'm just going to stick with you, man. Just whatever you think is good, you know, you just do it because I know you're not going to do anything stupid. So, and the added bonus is you get that six-year-old CEO. (laughs) You
2: know,
1: yeah. So, thanks for coming on, Mike. I really appreciate it. Pleasure as always. You know, it's it's always nice to hear your perspective on things because, well, you know, you know, the feelings mutual. Yeah. So, it's too bad she couldn't be here. I mean, really. Uh, Yeah. When Sophie's
0: good, she's good. But when she's She's bad, so it's for the best. <laughs> and I
1: laugh because you know, you had something to do with this, right? So this is all on you, man. This yeah, is, true, man. you know, the, the fact that she can be a handful, that's all on you. Oh, one I, time, I knew what to expect,
0: put it like that.
1: <laughs> I mean, one time she was like, Almost like, you know, I've had enough of both of you, right? Because we had, <laughs> yeah. we had tag teamed her, right, and we were negotiating yeah. both at the yeah, same time, yeah. and she slammed the door, <laughs> yeah. and then she peeks back in. Yeah, you know, she. Uh, so that's mm. you get the six year old CEO of,
0: right.
1: of the company can't go wrong there. <laughs> So thanks again, Mike. I really Thank appreciate it. Now you go on with your day. I'm going to go on with my day. And nice thanks job. to everybody that
2: stuck around. There's more to come.